Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him. I'm a queer political activist, actor, comedian, self-proclaimed sexy blurred. That's a um, black nerd. And each week, I'm joined in the corner by other fabulous minorities and some allies tackling the news, pop culture, politics, media, entertainment, and history with a little self-care, self-love sprinkled throughout, all for our own personal and collective empowerment. Hey, everybody. It's time for a brand new episode of Minority Corner, and we've got hit drag queen and podcast host Snacks from Talking Snacks. Carissa Lynch is here, Bay Area drag queen and fixture. And when I say she is here, I mean she is physically here, here. Y'all, I've not had a human being in the Minority Corner studio, not since the Pandarosa kicked off back in February 2020. So this is a treat. It was just nice to have another human being just right in my face. I mean, we did have that live episode with Aneke, but, you know, this was just, you know, in our, our quaint little studio. Here we are, and we get into it. Or at least I do, because Carissa, not being the Marvel nerd that I am, just was along for the web-slinging ride because the Spider-Man trailer has finally dropped, and it has myself and the internet just bananas. We are living our best Twitterverse tinfoil hat conspiracy theories. It's madness, y'all. Speaking of conspiracy theories and just the world going mad, we are still navigating a world somehow where somehow masks are still a debate. Now, will the FDA's approval turn the tide on this? And will life finally go back to normal? We discuss, especially with Snacks, who works in the club industry scene. And will white folks stop inappropriately using the term and phrase oppressed? I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, What is OnlyFans doing in removing porn from its site? Is this a slap in the face to the sex workers and porn stars and queer folks who put them on the map? We discuss the results of the census are in and as they will affect the next 10 years of redistricting, funding, resources, we dive into some of the initial data. Are white people disappearing? Is the census outdated in need of a new makeover? Which groups are growing across the country and in which states, in what areas? Oh, this is a lot to unpack here in so many levels. So we dive into it and talk about what you can do and why you should care. And lastly, in Snacks' Corner, can women do drag? The topic has come up again with the announcements that Victoria Scone will be the first cisgender female on RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Lots to talk about here on a brand new episode of Minority Corner. Snacks is here, live in the studio. Well, it was live for me. All right, let's get into it on a brand new episode of Minority Corner. Let's do it. Snacks is in my house. (laughs) Here I am. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it, Peter. We're doing it. Do you know that's a quote from a movie? No. <laughs> what movie? I like how you're like, no, I don't want it to be. Oh, no, I mean, I don't know a movie. <laughs> it sounded like, no. Uh, hook, Hook. Oh, you know He's what? Like, I've never seen Hook. doing it, Peter. Really? I know. We're I'm going... one of those people that hasn't seen a lot of movies that make people really mad. 
How was your childhood? We're going in deep, hard, I and fast. I had it? like three VHSs, okay. and I watched the same movies over and over and over again. What were those three movies? I would watch Aladdin. Fair. I would watch um, uh, Princess and the... Oh, not Prince and the Frog. Um, the Swan Princess, which is oh, not a Disney movie. Right, not. Dark. That one had a... It was, the, it was a dark company that went rogue i forget but they did like a lot of the darker ones yeah black cauldron yeah yeah and then i and then the the non-cartoons that i'd always watch were the wedding singer and grease interesting for some reason i don't know why that's an that's an eclectic uh uh, taste there but i've always been the kind of person that just like i am a creature of habit i really don't like new things they stressed me out. And so I'm not surprised that as a kid, I just would be like, no, I'm good with my four movies and just rotate them. <laughs> well, uh, how's the pandemic Lovato been working out for you? Because that's a lot of new, a lot of new. Well, I have watched Law and Order SVU all the way through. I'm almost oh done the second time. Are you? I have a question for you. So do you do you love say, Oh, wait, SVU, Special Victims Unit. That's you have right. to die in that one. I, I'm like, it's all sex. It's all sex related. But is it like sex death? Like or sometimes yeah. it's sometimes sex death. It's a lot of crazy incest stories and crazy like mm. child abuse stories, which sounds weird to say that I'm so fascinated yeah. with it. But you're like time to go to sleep and you just put on literally because I like so I as the audience knows I love uh, I'm a big cult. I'm into cults. Like I'm gonna give me a, a cult documentary. Sure. Like I love a scandal or even just like. I love like hustling, embezzlement, white collar like, okay, shenanigans okay. when they get caught and it's like, oh, yeah. they fucked up everyone's life and we got them. Like, yeah. I love that sort of stuff. I don't like anytime like, and then sometimes murder will be involved with the cult. Sometimes like eight times out of 10, there's not like a death or a murder, but sometimes there is. Yeah. The same things with like, like, you know, these high crimes, like, these totally. financial crimes, stuff like that. But like, I find it so fascinating. It was uh, like the people who like love like the murder stuff. Like I have friends of mine, they're like obsessed with like these like true crime like podcast and totally. it's just like her arms were cut off her eyes were cut off she was stabbed in the gut and they're like and they're like to uh, fall decompressing like, this like is what i'm relaxing to yeah it's true it's so uh, weird it's too much for me um i need a little bit of escapism speaking of which the internet got broken this weekend not about this weekend, what this which, week. what happened now Oh, yeah. Well, what happened was <laughs> so for months, everyone's been like, OK, Marvel, where's that Spider-Man trailer? Where's that Spider-Man trailer? And like nothing got released. And the Spider-Man, I don't know if you know this, but the new Spider-Man is due out December 17th. Pandemic willing. Okay. Of this year. Of this year. Oh, that's soon. Nary a trailer. No one has seen eyes on this trailer. This movie was supposed to come out a year ago. So totally. Like, where's the trailer? Where's the trailer? And it dropped yesterday. Okay. And everyone has lost their shit. In a good way or a bad way? In a great way. In okay. And the way that I think that, like, I'm not sure if we're, like, we're content starved, even though we've had some, like, Disney Plus, like, series and things like that. But, like, I don't know. People are just bored. Like, we are connecting the dots of, like... Literally, there is a potential that Daredevil from I'm gonna go real nerdy. With that's fine. That's fine. It's just like talking to my Daredevil. husband. I'm like, uh huh, <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I got it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's like so so Daredevil, who is in the Netflix Marvel series, which got canceled, which are kind of part of the giant MCU that you know there's 23, 24 movies for. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they got canceled because the scuttlebutt is that Disney wanted to incorporate these uh properties 
into their larger universe, but the contract said, if you cancel our Netflix shows, you can't use these characters for two years. I see. So they were like, great, we got Disney Plus coming on, canceled, and everyone's like, but we love Daredevil. Anyways, rumors have been circulating that like Daredevil might be in this like movie or whatnot. So maybe they were holding off so that they could include this yes. past the contract. Okay, I get it. So, but then the trailer dropped and like people are just going bananas where you see the you see arms of an unidentified man. Okay. And his sleeves are rolled up and you see some hair on his arms. Uh-huh. Now my thought was like, oh, that might be Matt Murdock, aka Daredevil, right? Uh. And then little did I know, I was not the only person that thought that. All over Twitter, there are people being like, look at his arms. These are his arms. Zooming on in. I'm like, I love Twitter so much. We are doing a lot. Yes. They were like, tell me those aren't uh, Charlie Cox's arms. Literally. And it's like this. It's like from his wrist to like his forearm. Completely. Zooming in. I love that, though. And that's why I love Twitter. Like, everyone is just, like, full-on unhinged all the time. All the time. Whether it's, like, being horny or being crazy or being depressed or being wasted. It's just, like, everyone is just, like, it's crazy. I love it so much. (laughs) Everyone has, like, all the theories, and they're going to piece them together. And I'm going to get extra nerdy on you, too. So in WandaVision. Okay. She, this is not a spoiler. I know you haven't seen it yet. And I know it's like top of your list that you're like <laughs> immediately after this, you're like, but James, I'm literally about to go run out and go watch this Did now. you like it? Loved it. Okay. Cause oh. I asked Darcy right before I left. I was like, did you like WandaVision? And he was like, no. But has he watched any of the Marvel series before? No, probably not. Okay. Then I don't, I think he's probably very confused. That might be why. He's, I don't want to say too old for it, but. But. <laughs> I'll let you fill in the blank. <laughs> uh, I think you're young. You'll get it. Okay. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Okay. I, yeah. I think maybe they were making fun of his favorite old timey Kurt, like, uh, I don't know, Bewitched. I would think uh. he would appreciate it. They weren't making fun of it. It was like homage. Oh, but she had on a calendar circled August 23rd and nobody knew. And they never explained why in the calendar. She's like, oh, why do I have August 23rd circled on the calendar? What was yesterday? Oh. August 23rd. What got released yesterday? Mm-hmm. The Spider-Man trailer that everyone had been waiting for for months. So I'm just saying, I think we're all really bored. Yeah. <laughs> the moral of that story is. Everyone has too much damn time on their hands. This thing is driving us crazy. Like, no, it's fair. So you work in the you work in the nightclub scene, the industry scene. How has it been going back to like reopening a nightclub in these very interesting, unprecedented, confusing times? It is so exhausting. It is so exhausting. It's so it's so like it's such an emotional process now, and because like I really got really dived in deep before the pandemic and really like got super involved in Oasis. And so mm-hmm. I was talking to Darcy, I mean, every day since February. And Darcy about- is the owner and nightclub owner of Oasis, legendary That's right. drag queen Darcy Drollinger with hit movie Shit and Champagne premiering at the Castor Theater. Starring somebody in this room. Oh, I yeah, I have a, I'm, I'm in it. I'm there. <laughs> Yeah, I see some words and uh, punch some people. Yes. Uh, But uh, Saturday, September 28th. So if you're listening to this and it's Friday, you can, uh, if you put on a mask and you're vaccinated, 
Oh my come, God! Come, come to the Castro. Out. That's great. I didn't realize out. this was going to come out that quickly. Yeah, oh, I we, love that. Oh, we turned this baby Good. around. Good. Get these butts <laughs> in seats. Um, but yeah. So I mean, since February, it's been like, okay, what are we going to do now? Okay, we got to put up these new signs from the city. Okay, what do we do now? Okay, now we have to do socially distancing. Okay, people have to wear masks. Okay, they don't. Oh, now we just have to shut down completely. And it was like rescheduling every event. And then you know everything that happened over the last year. We reopened Pride Weekend and it was like, we're back, baby. You know, like packed house, like so much fun. And then Delta comes along. Mm. Right. And she fucks it up for everybody. Mm. And so yes, she do. She did. And then so now <laughs> it's like we're still trudging along and people feel comfortable to come out and some people don't. And that's OK. And, you know, we're trying to make space for the people that do feel comfortable to come out and to do it as safely as possible, because the reality is like. It's about mitigating risk, right? Yeah. It's just like in any other um, uh, way that you can can contract stuff from other people. Like you're not going to not do the thing that might expose you to something, but how can you lower your risk as much as possible? Yeah. And so that's kind of tried to be our mentality through this. And obviously, if the city comes down and says we have to do X, Y, and Z, we'll do those things. Oh, yeah. But people have been like, "Are you guys going to close? Are you guys going to cancel this, this, and that?" And it's like we're going to try to stay open as much as we can because, like we have to still exist and people want us to exist yeah. and we want to exist. So yeah. it's been good. And I mean, I, it's one of those things that like now it's, it, it matters so much to me that mm. it's like that, that double edged sword of like it being really great and also really, really fucking stressful. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, well, I think I, so this is just in the new hot off the presses. By the time you're listening to this, it's not so hot. It's like lukewarm, but maybe <laughs> it missed your ears. I, the FDA has just approved, I think the Pfizer vaccine. That's right. Yeah. So that might also help their, their imagining. I just, I don't know if you knew, knew that. So I was watching. I was watching something. So, like, uh, I just get so frustrated. I was watching some clip about, like, uh, I think there's a difference between people who are just, like, oh, there's, I think there's a difference between, like, anti-vaxxers and who I'm, like, putting into, like, the Trump conspiracy realm. And then people who are just, like, oh, I'm not ready. I'm waiting for, you know, a little bit more information and a little sure. bit more science. Sure. Right? So I don't want to, like, lump everybody, like, together. Well, and there's people... Vaccine hesitancy, I think, is different than, like, anti-vaxxer... I agree. Trump I agree. conspiracy-type people. Totally. Because, like, the... Like, but... So, because I'm watching them in this, like, there's this Jordan uh, Klepper clip from uh, on The Daily Show, and he's, like, went to some sort of, like, anti-vax, like, rally or, or protest. God, God is bless him. But, you know, he's a straight white man, so he can, like, go into these exactly. and things like that. <laughs> Which is why they send him in. Like, it's so unassuming. And there was this woman there, and she was, like, from, like, Pennsylvania. And he was like, oh, you came all the way over here. She's like, yeah, we have to stop this before it spreads. He's like, oh, yeah, it's a really good idea to stop things before they spread. And she's yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, like a vaccine. And she's like, no, no, no that's not, not like that. what I mean. But like, it's interesting because some of them are just like, oh, it's not been FDA approved. I don't know if you, there's a lot of things that we use in our daily lives that are not FDA approved. I am not surprised by that. <laughs> I don't know that specifically, um, but I am, yeah, I, I think any any excuse to latch onto something because that's ultimately not what it's about obviously yeah. oh absolutely yes i in fact like okay oh i had it it's on my phone i let me see if i can find this one of them and this my little queen might clutch your pearls or you're just gonna be like oh that's life sometimes shit's not fda approved like and I'm not a doctor and a scientist. I've not done the research to really understand what does FDA approval mean. But don't just take my word for it. 
research, Google it yourself, people. Y'all uh-huh. got to Google. But um, cosmetics. Yeah. Cosmetics are not FDA approved. Uh, I mean, cosmetics is a huge aisle. So that is like things like potentially some of like some friend of mine mentioned lotion, totally scented candles, yeah. like soaps, like all kinds of that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, I don't know. I think sometimes like, and I think that's the, I think that is the theme. Don't just take my word for it or that person who's shouting things on the internet or even this podcast or Twitter. Yeah. I think that is the moral of this story, right? Yeah. Like, don't even just, cause as we said earlier, people are just spouting off all kinds of things. Well, and I feel like the thing that's a really big bummer that I feel like is an American problem that's different in other countries is that Americans are so focused on their own individual personal liberties yeah. and their own personal rights yeah. that like there is no consideration for what is for the community, um, for the community, for yeah. the greater good, for for giving up a little bit of my, you know, what my <clears throat> excuse me. My concerns or my fears are in order to to be like, well, there's overwhelming evidence that this thing is going to help everybody. Right, but what's it going to do for me? Exactly. And, my, my and it's so and sad my... and gross. And there are people in other countries that have no access to it. And uh, we have people just literally refusing it. I, or even worse. And that's what I was going to say when you were talking about the difference between people that are like anti-vaxxers and people that are just kind of like on the fences. I have some relatives that are just fucking lazy Uh. that just haven't done it. (laughs) Not because they even like just haven't prioritized it in their life. They're like, Oh yeah, you know, it hasn't affected me yet. So I'm just not worried about it. And it's like, that's almost worse. Cause you don't even have a conviction. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't even, you're not even pretending to at least put on a tinfoil hat. Exactly. Costume and like, I don't know, get creative. Totally. But But that's the problem is that there's this people that just like have no sense of like caring about, the greater good and trying to but in some ways like going back to your thing like in some ways like our own freedoms and civil liberties is like our own like downfall a friend of mine just came back from the uk and they're so astounded by how mass became so politicized and it's like we've been in this for almost what it's like a year and a half and it's almost like I, it's become a daily life, you know? I'm like, oh, yeah, conservatives and Republicans don't wear masks. Like, it's, like, a, on their pillar points. Like, totally. Like, we don't wear masks. Or, like, it's also just weird that, like, I think, like, there's just certain things that, like, get associated with, like, progressivism, like, like wheelchair access. And it's just, like, like things that, like, better the lives of human beings. Completely. And, like, a, a vast amount of human beings, like, gets associated with, like, Democrats and progressivism. And it's, it's well, what the fuck do y'all stand for? Literally. What is it that, It's just like, being against everything. Yeah. What does he say in Hamilton? If you stand for nothing, Burr, what do you fall for? <laughs> oh, y'all know it's right when we get over to Hamilton. Okay. But also, okay, this is maybe a little bit of a hot take. Probably not for you. The other problem is that white people love to pretend to be oppressed. Ugh. They love it. If they have the opportunity to be like, this is a struggle that I have to overcome, they will uh, jump at the opportunity. <laughs> and I feel like that's the tea with yes, masks. Yes. Is it's yeah. like, oh my God, I am not going to be told to cover my face and barricade myself. I need to be free. And so it's like this this struggle that they need to, uh, we shall overcome. overcome. And it's yes. like, <laughs> oh, it's such a laugh riot. You're so right. They like, and like, it's so funny. They like co opt our language and our words and also too what i find very perplexing is like they'll use the term they're like this is fascism and then they'll be like this is communism and it's like well okay Wait. which one is it <laughs> pick a lane right they're both so fucking opposite and like it, it like it just the like, 
and they, they get so good about just like using our own actual language and it's just like that's not what oppression is baby no. and i feel like the if the, like it goes back to like them having to do something for the good of something else as some for some people so far out of their own nature what they've been taught their life is supposed to be about that it feels like oppression right and it not it that, is not no that's no. not no <laughs> you want to know what is oppressive though only fans dropping uh sexy things uh it's such i mean it's so confusing uh, yeah and doesn't make any sense so just to catch up the listeners so it was i think a, a week or so ago the subscription so only fans uh which i did not really understand that it had i did not know that people did only fans for non-porn related sexy type things but apparently yeah the only reason i knew that is because there are a handful of celebrities that have created only fans and at porn. first people were like <laughs> i get to see Nicki minaj's titties and then it was like i don't know what she's doing on there i don't think it's porn though but there has been a handful of celebrities that have yes. joined it There's and so that's when comics. i was like oh like okay it's a place for like content creators to like you know make a little bit of money but why can't doing... they use patreon or something else yeah these are great questions or youtube or something you know everyone's always trying to cr get the next vine right They're always everyone's trying right. to get up on next it but uh so essentially what had happened was only fans was is starting on october 1st banning porn so this is very similar to uh tumblr when tumblr had done this. right and so some of the folks are saying that it's pretty much because of their investors that they have yeah um and so the unfortunate and sad thing is is well two things so one during the pandemia anderson uh there was for like especially like for sex workers specifically they weren't able to go out there and do their trade. Also, the oldest trade and profession Literally. since storytelling, maybe those two started mm -hmm. around the same time. Like Maybe together. Maybe together, because <laughs> you got to tell the stories. You're right. like, oh, man. I paid for some bomb-ass sex. It was great. Okay, right. let, me tell my, let, me, let me tell somebody else. I'm going to do a show about it. Exactly. One-person mon one monologue. <laughs> and the cycle continues. So <laughs> it's always going to be here. So I always believe, like, how does the government just make it? Like, so it's a... I want those tax dollars as well. Yeah. I want some good schools. I want some good roads, some better internet. Um, but anyways, for some, this was, like, their avenue to making money during this time. Completely. And then also, similar to Tumblr, helped this platform blow up. And so now it seems like... Oh, well, we got what we needed and we don't need you all who helped us build it. Right. And it seems like part of it also, I was kind of reading about it, but I like wasn't like totally like diving in. But But I have opinions. Yeah, but I got opinions. <laughs> but my my understanding is it has something to do with the credit card processing and mm. MasterCard. And that there's basically like this big push right now for <clears throat> um credit card companies to not be funding um, sex trade specifically when it has to do with trafficking and with children, right? Which yeah. that makes yeah. sense, oh, but they yeah, veiled mean, that the same way. Every time they pass any kind of anti-sex work laws, it's veiled under this, oh, we want to protect trafficking, we want to protect children, and it's like, they could have, what OnlyFans could have done was put in the extra work, or or MasterCard, put in the extra work to to find that, those yeah. differences and pull those things out. But instead, it's just easier and cheaper to be like, nope, we're no, just cutting it off. We're out. And so that's the fucked up part is that it's like, this is such a, such a safer way for people to make their coin than to be out in the streets. Yeah. And it's nothing against the people that are out in the streets. It's just yeah. like... To not have this opportunity. It's the same shit that happened with Craigslist. It's like to not have these like safer, yep. more public ways of 
having this, it's just like it sets everyone up for danger. A hundred percent. Because it's going as we said, oldest profession, this isn't going away. It's not going and away. like the role of government is to create a safe space for the thing that the masses of people want to do. Right. That isn't harming other other folks and individuals. Um and, and so like it's still going to happen. And so it's very it's just really it's just really frustrating and like get over, you know, these different hang ups and stuff like this. And like, I don't know, I guess I just I finally and personally on a personal note, that's one thing oh, I don't know how deep we're gonna get, but like <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm officially an adult. I uh, I pay for porn. That's yeah. right. I have a porn Good for subscription. You. I know. I feel so proud of myself. Uh no more of that fr- I don't know, there's little, there's free clips everywhere. Um God bless anybody who has children. <laughs> PSA, if you have a child and have a phone, they're watching porn. Literally. They're, I mean, period. right now. Period. Probably. I mean, go knock on their door first. Don't bust in, but they probably are right and now. And then have a healthy conversation. <laughs> you know, there's no shame oh, game God. here. Let's have a healthy conversation. But just letting you know, which is why, like, I'm like, oh, I couldn't be. I mean, the minute I was like, oh, grandma's got internet, I worked on so many school projects. Always. Using that dial up. We had that, the big house the computer. She could not get on the phone. Literally. <laughs> We had the like, you know, the computer room, like the house computer. And like, eventually it was like, without really having a conversation about it, our parents were like, yeah, you guys um, can't close the door when you're in the computer anymore. (laughs) We're not going to have any more conversation with it past that. But I'm just letting you know, you can't close the door. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Listen, humans love sex. They love naked things. There's curiosity. Well, and I just want to back up really quick because I wanted to say one more thing about what you were saying about it's not going away. Yeah. Similar to abortions, Mm. people in power and people with money are always going to have access to it. So this is not about banning sex work Mm -hmm. and not about banning any of that. It's about making it less accessible for people that are already in positions of, you know, either weakness or positions of, um, you know, needing that work because the rich and powerful are always going to have access to it. Always. Absolutely. That brings us to our first corner because our next corner kind of relates to this. We'll do some mental gymnastics to get us there. But because the people in power, we also vote for the people in the power who are making these decisions. And we just conducted a census that is going to help us sort of shape who some of those people are going to be. So the census data just came in. And after the break, we're going to break down some of its meaning. Okay. Make that little <laughs> pause because I forgot what I was going to say. I love say. it. <laughs> Soylent, the original food tech company, makes delicious and nutritious nutritional products in convenient format. So I had the pleasure of I tried the Soylent Complete Energy. Now, it's not your usual typical energy drink. I feel like this one actually literally does something. It's got some sustenance to it. It is the first complete nutrition nootropic shake to fuel your mind and body. So I tried the Soylent Complete Energy. Now it is not your typical energy drink. No, no, it's got lots of great sustenance in it. It is the first complete nutrition nootropic shake to fuel your mind and your body. You need the both of them. It's formulated with a proprietary blend of B vitamins, caffeine. Y'all know I like to work out, so it's got a lot of the different things that I am looking for in uh, an energy drink and just getting some extra great protein. It's got 15 grams of 
plant-based protein and 39 essential nutrients. So just really great good stuff in there. And it's a delicious way to keep you going throughout the day without sugar highs and lows. I don't like the crashes. I don't like the burns. Also really nice is sometimes you might just feel a little hungover. Maybe you were checking out to see if the King's wine glass that your friends bought you can it actually fit an entire bottle of wine as you play Mario Party? The answer is yes. Can it also fit a second bottle of wine? We're gonna try it. And the next day you might be needing a little bit something else, but you can't really get out of bed and you don't feel like cooking and food just doesn't really feel that good. Soylent. Oh yes, it'll get you all the nutrients that you need, give you some <laughs> extra uh, energy and uh, make your belly full, feel full and you not feeling so terrible. Also really great for those of us who just are on the go, even in these wild times and uh, you don't feel like cooking. You know, I just don't like doing it. So I've really enjoyed Soylent. It's got everything that I need in it when I just need to reach into my fridge and get something in my belly that's not just, I don't know, cake. Uh, it's healthy. It's good. Try it out for yourself. You can just go to Soylent.com slash minority and use code minority to get 20% off your first order. That is Soylent.com slash minority. Code minority for 20% off your first order. Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, news overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me. Dave Holmes for two, two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month. The cure for your news overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Census. Census. This is just thriller. And I don't know. I wasn't sure if you meant like a song that references a census or if you were going to like spit one on the spot. Census. Census. You got to count the people. That went slower than I wanted. Send us your census. Oh, yeah. There you go. Send us your census. Count them up. Don't you gerrymander me. Census the musical. There you go. Ran for two days on Broadway. A day and a half. They canceled it mid-performance. Can you imagine? After the first oh, act. God. No, God. Do you know that happened to, oh, God, what was it? Oh, the first time Carrie the Musical was done on Broadway. They canceled it at intermission? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It was the, oh. the next day. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I like that musical. Day. Yeah. Or at I, least I liked it when Rave Light did it. Yeah. I've, I mean, of course, leave it to San Francisco to, like, you know, do this musical that had been canceled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish it was halfway through the performance. Oh, my God. That, how funny. Mad, that means, like, the producer. Producers are just like, oh, we'll recoup more of our money if we just. Is that what happens in the producers? When do they cancel that show? Maybe not. <laughs> oh no, because they end up liking it. Never mind. Oh yeah, that, they missed out. That would have been funnier if it was like halfway <laughs> through the show. Oh, get out of here! No, get out of here! All right. So the census happened and has a lot of people questioning. Wait, where did all the white people go? Uh, and uh, we maybe have some answers. Okay, but white people. Y'all are like, what's that? What's a movie where people disappear? Is that like The Happening? 
Uh, I think that's the I rapture. Think that happens in that movie. The, the snap. Mist. Oh, I'm gonna go Marvel, and you, they're getting Thanos snap. You're like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, no, yeah. I know they're okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said Marvel, and your eyes went. I thought we were done with that. No, segment. no, no. I know what I know what reference you're you were like, making. That one I know. I was like, okay, I, I remember Thanos. I watched that one. Snapping it up. Mostly because it was like memed to death I online. Mean, so just, you can just say Thanos snap, and people be, oh, yeah. You gonna do what to me? Exactly. Commit genocide. <laughs> um, shame. Okay, so. The census. First of all, why is it important? You're like, James, you talked about the census like a year ago. We're done with that. Like, I'm over it. Well, okay. Well, we did it. And now we got to look at the data, as Brene Brown would say. Um, so the census data, why it's important, we use it to redraw voting maps, combat racial discrimination, guide federal funding, and it informs research and planning for the next 10 years. So this thing... It was very crucial. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Did you fill out the census? I did. Okay. I did. <laughs> I just, I'm a rule follower, so I do whatever I'm told, even okay. if I don't, like, know. See, like. that's great. So this is why I know some of our listeners, you're like, oh, I'm so tired of talking to my friends, my family about stuff. Your friend could be snacks just waiting for you to be like, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm going to be, like, at the bar being like, did you fill out your census? Yes. Do you even know what do it you, does? Do you know? Do, let I put in the work. You. Hold on, let me re-listen to this episode. I know. I'm I like, was wait, what did James say? Uh, okay, I got it. Exactly. I got. It. I know exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, okay, so for the first time in a half a century, the country's white population declined eight point six percent. 1.2 million people. We did it, everybody. We did it. Yes, Fox News. Can is... you feel a brand new day? <laughs> it's Fox News' night worst nightmare. They've been saying it was going to happen all along, but don't tell them. But the uh, minority agenda is working. Yeah. Doing it. But there's some reasons of why. We're going to go into this, but also like the census will not surprise you is problematic and doesn't tell the full story. Yeah. But We'll, we'll kind of just unpack some of this data. So the new census data shows that diversity has grown quickly in the past decade with the greatest gains uh, amongst people identifying as Hispanic, Asian, or multi multicultural. I do want to highlight that the census uses the term Hispanic, which is also just a Pandora's box of just words and things totally and i believe we talked about this before in the podcast listeners tweet at me i know you i can only do so much research um but my like it was a term that i believe that was cultivated during one of the censuses since i since eight mm. um <laughs> <laughs> to try to lump together a lot of folks with latinx heritage and the term latinx had not been quite created yet but it was also a way of like uh i think i wrote it down here but there was some sort of uh we'll get into it so there was almost a 316% jump in the number of us residents who identified with just the white category Oh, so there's a 316% jump of people who identified with the white category and one or more of the other groups. Okay, okay. So we're seeing a lot more. One or two things is also happening in this census is that, one, I imagine, like, you know, people are fucking everybody, right? Right. There's like, less, you know, hang-ups about, like, oh, okay, he black, right? Yeah. You know, oh, They're doing white. some race mixing out there. <laughs> we mm -hmm. mixing it up, y'all. It's happening. <laughs> 
But I think, too, there's more conversations around racial identity as well that's also happening, especially folks um, in the Hispanic Latinx community, too, who are understanding, oh, I'm not white. And I think certain folks in certain communities were sold this like idea of whiteness totally. and what that means. I will also say why the census is so behind the times is that there's just not enough actual like even ethnic groups to mark up for example mina does not appear on census which mina is middle eastern north african okay they either will select white or asian oh okay yeah so it's just it really hasn't caught up with yeah where it really needed to be yeah so and i just want to point out though like so we were doing the census in the middle of like so much shenanigans. Right. So we had the previous administration, they tried to put a citizenship question on the census and the census, like you do not have to be, we're just trying to say like, who's here. Completely. Who's here right now. We're doing, okay. You yeah. here. Like it doesn't, okay. You there. It's attendance. Like, Hello. <laughs> at the time of attendance, who was here? Right. It doesn't matter if it was like legal or whatnot. Yeah. We just want to know who was here so we can, you know, do some assessments. And they tried to put a citizen questionship question on there. And it was very confusing because legally that got struck in down and struck down. I like struck in. Ooh, I like that struck too. Struck in it down. It done had been struck in. It done had been struck. <laughs> what happened was it had done been struck in down. Uh, and, but I think there was a lot of misinformation leading up to that. So folks were like, oh, I don't want to take it. Like not present. Um, well, especially <laughs> if you're if you're not a citizen, that would be scary no matter how much they're like, it's cool. It's cool. We're not going to come to your house and take you away. Like, yeah. of course you'd be scared. Well, it even goes to actually why there is believed to be like, cause one of my friends was saying that perhaps like in certain communities, the vaccination rate is lower is for like undocumented folks don't know that they can actually go get a vaccine and it's free. Totally. Um, so just, again, there's all this like, you know, misinformation uh, that we just have out there. And so, this also, they were doing the census in the middle of, you know, the pterodactyl that was raging. And, like, it just, everything was set against us. And we were very nervous about, like, how these numbers were going to, like, shake out. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. It looks like the country's population is increasingly, um, is going to be increasingly based in suburban and urban communities. So people are shocker leaving rural areas and living in more diverse places. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just goes back to that whole thing. Like, Oh, they're coming for your suburbs. Bitch. We already here. Right. I was dating your girlfriend and I'm <laughs> gay. So now what? And what? <laughs> we were already there. Right. <laughs> your daughter helped me put on my first dress. <laughs> Uh, but there's been significant growth among the amongst the Latino communities, uh, Black and Asian communities, with people who identify as multiracial. That one's seeing the hugest, hugest growth. Some fun facts: Philly has officially been knocked out of the top five biggest cities population-wise. Oh, by do you want to take a guess of what city? Well, I would have guessed New York, but I guess not. So the top, so it goes New York. Is 8.6 million. Los Angeles, 4. We'll just say 4 million. Uh, I, Chicago, 2 million. Houston, 2.3 million. And then used to be Philadelphia, but Phoenix. Oh, I'm actually not surprised by that. I was shooken. I feel like a lot of people move to Phoenix. 
Yeah. I don't know why. Me neither. I've been there. But I think, and, and Houston also makes sense to me. I think it has to do with like housing rates and especially people oh, in yes. California. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people that are like San Antonio, mm-hmm. Houston, mm-hmm. Phoenix, like, or you go live in like Vallejo or whatever. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hi, family. Hey, I got family right. over there. Like, hey, I see you. Take that fair. No shade. No shade to Vallejo. Oh, I'm just saying that's where but, people especially move. Especially because like, the bay gets so expensive. Completely. Like, I want a yard and kids and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. Although, but just, I just, Vallejo, um, I will understand. But Phoenix, it's like they terraformed a desert. I don't believe that we are supposed to be living out there. <laughs> It's just like it's uninhabitable and it's terraformed. Because uh-huh. I'm like, when you go talk to people, they're like, oh my God, how do you do it? They're like, oh, you just stay indoors, which Literally. is like you stay in these indoor terraformed like buildings yeah. and spaces. Because you can't, if you go outside, you'll melt. Your skin will melt yeah, off. Yeah. It's just gone. It's the same when people talk about Palm Springs and they're like, it's fine. It's just, you know, it's like over 100 degrees for six months out of the year. It's cool. You just stay inside. It's, and fine. it's like, what? It's fine. What? That's un- <laughs> Well, I guess during the pandemic, it's fine because what else is new? Yeah, it's true. Inside. So California, for the first time, speaking of we know like people flocking from California to Phoenix, <clears throat> California is going to be losing a congressional delegation for the first time in the state's history. So that's pretty big. I'm so I'm so interested to find out how. Like someone's losing their job right off the bat. Yeah. Like you usually have to like run for office. And right. now there's like two P I don't know how that's gonna yeah. restructure and work. And that's because the population is lowered. Yep. Yeah. Because uh-huh. you need that. Because for whatever reason they're like, oh, there can only be four hundred and thirty-five, four hundred and thirty-six representatives in the in Congress. Okay. And so it just shapes up sure. whatever, you know, sure, sure. those people. And same thing, New York also will be losing one as well. They had thought that New York was going to end up losing two. There was a huge get out the census campaign oh, okay. in New York. And uh, they thought they were going to lose two. They're only losing one. Get this. And this is why it's so important to participate in your government, y'all. Right. Be- they were 100 people short from retaining Holy shit. a representative. 100 people. Uh, it just sucks. 100 totally. more people had filled it Literally. out. It's wild. Yeah. But good news, they're going to be losing it in upstate New York. Okay. So that's a little bit better. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in fact, actually, I think that I, I think they're going to be gaining one in more of the uh, urban c- central area of New York City. So, Do you know where they're losing it in California? I don't. I'm curious. I don't yeah. Really find, yeah, I'll be curious too. Um, DC is still uh, District of Columbia, still one to, uh, one of the blackest states. Forty six percent black. Chocolate City mm-hmm. used to be back in the seventies was like seventy percent black. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is why it goes back to look at the, how the the caucasity of this forty six percent black, and they ain't got no representation. In Congress, they have they got a lady in there. She can't vote. Sorry, that is not funny. But it sounds like the one. It sounds like America, doesn't it? They got a lady in there. She can't vote. there just talking oh my god oh that's just chandra she just talking (laughs) one time okay the way you said that i have to tell a quick anecdote yes (laughs) i was at the dmv one time you know having a barrel of laughs just the best time as one does and my phone was gonna die and i asked the lady and i had my charger but i couldn't find an outlet and i asked the lady at the counter i was like do you have any outlets anywhere so i could charge my phone and she was like you want an outlet they don't even want to pay us (laughs) 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 I was like, oh my God, why is this America? Uh, like that, 
It's uh, America. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, heaven forbid, people be happy. But you know who gets to be happy? Like you said earlier, when you can afford that. Yeah. A certain threshold. Yeah. Everybody else, you can't even vote. This woman Ugh. should just sit in there. And then Mississippi, which let me zoom in on this pie chart. Ooh, that I literally just zoomed in and felt my pupils go. Beep. Oh, really? I forget about oh. that. You know, you get older and you I forget there's a zoom. I would be zooming in on everything. Mm -hmm. Give me that big ass font. <laughs> oh, that's too big. I'm like in the chart. Uh <laughs> uh, Mississippi is the second uh, blackest state, 37%. And like, and then Georgia, 34%. Louisiana, 33%. All Maryland, 33%. Alabama, 27%. And so you just hear all this and you're just like, wow, there's not like blacks like well georgia we got a black senator but you just look at all this and like how come there's not in the south there should be so much more black representation in congress and in the well, senate well there are they are being suppressed down there well there it is when you Oof. look at this it's just suppression at its finest completely uh, so it's just you know but uh chocolate city you still doing your thing one of the whitest states are what do you take a guess at what is um, one of the whitest states are maine that's number one <laughs> 92 percent 92 okay so i want to interview the black people in maine like what are they yeah. doing there yeah what's going on well i think what was it alaska dipped in their black population by one percent so i think like that one per like the one person left alas <laughs> so they or like affected their whole like mm -hmm. yeah. census counting yeah totally she moved out <laughs> uh okay and then uh what do you think is number two hmm north dakota Oh no, but it's actually North Dakota isn't even in the top ten. Oh. They might have, and I'm just guessing here, but maybe they might I'm a, assuming that indigenous folks were counted. Okay. Maybe. Sure. I'm thinking. That makes there sense. There might be some black people black people up there. Maybe. Uh, but it's not even in the top ten. No, no, no. They are whiter. Stay in that main region. Stay okay. near there. Stay there. Uh, Lots of white people up there. I don't know. They make jam. Oh, think about Bernie Sanders. Oh, God. Where is he from? Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. Uh oh, they're oh my God. I'm at you. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, my God. Whatever you do, do not tweet. What's your Twitter? Do not tweet at me. I promise I am not Vermont. a total moron. Whoa. Vermont, okay. of course. Okay. It's been, you know what? The primaries happened a long time, y'all. But it's She's one of those things. It's like, doing things. well, it's one of those things. It's like, if from. I was in a different situation, I would know. But because I'm on the spot I right know. now, I like can't remember. I literally have a microphone in your face. And I'm like, what's the answer to this? <laughs> Where's Bernie Sanders from? I'm like, I, got, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Saying Bernie Sanders can also be triggering. Like, you oh don't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> they will come at you with fire. <laughs> Vermont, 91.3%. New Hampshire, 91.1%. Okay. So it's just interesting. That makes think sense. about that yeah. region. Yeah. You know, it's very, it's very white. And I, you know, I just got to keep my eye on these places. Yeah. You know, the all, you know, anytime, anytime some place like, you know, like Portland, they're like, oh, you know, we're so liberal. We got this. And then you look at the population. It's like, well, it's easy to not be racist if everyone here is white. Literally. And your place was founded to be a white utopia. Like it was illegal for black people to own property. Yeah. In Oregon. Yeah. Up until like the 19, I don't know. It was in the night. It was way too late for it to be a, a totally. lot of rule. I have some black family up there and uh, 
it's like, yeah, we stick out like a sore thumb if we're yes. all together. They're and like, you know those people over there, right? You must. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I will never forget holding hands with my white boyfriend, and they weren't holding hands. They weren't looking at us because the other like you know couples were running around holding hands. The other gay couples, they're looking at us, and it was like, oh yeah, I haven't seen a black person mm-hmm. in a while. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Honestly, you look a little bit like my cousin, so maybe they thought you were. A oh, they were like, oh, is that, <laughs> is that Tony? Is that yeah. <laughs> Oh, hey, we'll see you Literally. later. <laughs> uh, like, so then you got West Virginia, Wyoming, Idaho, Utah, Iowa, Montana, Nebraska. Oh, yeah. So, those make sense. Yeah. That's, uh, that's where the numbers. So, again, America's white population declined by 8.6%. Let's look at some other fun facts. So, across California, white people declined as a share of the population from 40% to 34.7%. So, they're not even close to majority. Um, and Latinos are also becoming the largest ethnic group in California, making up 39.4% of the population go off. Yes, yes, y'all doing it, doing it. And I'm curious how much of that is, like you were saying, kind of because it's become such a blanket term, like yeah. who exactly is all included in that? And I really think this, I think that census, we need to get like, who is the DEI person? Now that I work in DEI and so like my, we're all about revamping like frameworks. I'm like, totally. we need to gut the census and redo these questions. It's just so dated and antiquated. Um, when people's sense of identity, it's, it's, it's growing. I like, I don't believe that Hispanic is the correct term to be popping up on there. And mm-hmm. I think it's confusing. And I think the history behind why that term was, 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 was um, created. And it's confusing of like when it, you know, they say like Hispanic of non-white descent and all of those things. Yeah. It gets confusing. It's really people. confusing. Yeah. And it has. Well, Cause you're mixed, right? Well, yes. It's, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I am actually, I just found out I, I took a DNA test and I'm a. You're hundred percent that bitch. 98% that bitch. Okay. The numbers didn't all add up. <laughs> Oh no. I am 2.4% Mesoamerican. Okay. Yeah. I just, yeah. Oh, I'm all over the place. Yeah. It's, uh, no, I am too. That's why I asked. Yeah. Got some like Mm -hmm. Nigerian. Um, what else? What else I got? Let me look at my chart, you know, (laughs) but I got it. But yeah, what were you saying? Well, I was just going to say that it is totally confusing. Mm -hmm. And like, as a multiracial person, it's, I don't identify with one specific Mm -hmm. race and sometimes multi optional there's a multi-choice option sometimes there's not sometimes it's I don't know. So sometimes it's just easier to be like declines to say, cause I'm just like, I don't know. Like what, what exactly are you asking me? <laughs> yes. And then we're not getting the full scope of the data. So there needs to be more space for people to mark more boxes. And I think we need to increase the boxes. Like we don't need to go crazy. Like I know, like, you know, like I have family from like Trinidad and Tobago. I don't need to go that deep. <laughs> like, right. You know, like, sure. okay. You know, like I don't need Haitian Dominican Republic. Like yeah, we don't yeah. need to go that deep, but I think we can get a little bit more um, broader and yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, um, yeah, so America's, I'm going to switch over to Latinx. I'm tired of saying Hispanic. Latinx? Well, I'm going to go back to Latinx. (laughs) I love pronouncing it Latinx. I think it's cute. America's Latinx population. And as someone who is 2.4%, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to, you know, white person this. Like, I'm not applying for any, like, scholarships now or anything like that. Yeah. I'm going to be very cautious about, you know, owning my, you know, I'm there. I'm like in the room and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm still not going to make certain jokes. Um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, yes. So there was almost about a 53% drop in the number of Latinos checking off only 
the white box compared with in 2020, in 2010. Mm. And so the results show also a significant rise in uh, Latinx folks identifying as multiracial. So that contributed to an 8% increase uh, since 2010. And the number of Latinx folks identifying with the white category. So again, going back to like, we're just seeing more people are like, oh, I'm like many things. Mm -hmm. Older, that's the hypothesis is that older generational people um, way back, and I was talking about this with the term Hispanics, were sold on this myth of whiteness, um, that Hispanics were white. And yeah, that's why absolutely. that's why there's that second thing. It's like, oh, I'm Hispanic, white. And then there's sometimes will be a second question of like Hispanic, but of like only white or something, yes, you know? Yes. I mean, I grew up, my, my, my mother's father always told us he was Spanish, Filipino and Spanish. He was a dark man. And he was like, no, we are half Spanish. Yeah. And it wasn't until after he passed and my mom like connected with some other family to be like, we're Puerto Rican. <laughs> we are not Spanish. I don't know who told you that. And when I did my chart, it was like, I have Puerto Rican descent. I don't have any oh, Spanish descent. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so there's this, I mean, you know, obviously we can go on and on in any culture about colorism uh -huh. and about, you know, exactly like, you know, whiteness and, and the desire to be, you know, European or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but yeah, that's a very real thing. Yeah. And a very real distinction. People want to try to put themselves in. Yeah. I've been hearing that a lot about, you know, and even we talked about it last week. I mean, just even talk about like the DR and Haiti, they're on like the same Island and, but you, you know, don't get a lot. Sometimes there's like anti-blackness within like the, the Dominican Republic community and things like that. Um, and it's just like anti-blackness is so, it's such a global thing and totally. everyone's pining for that, like a piece of that white pie. Um, and, and so it's just interesting. And that's why I think the census isn't caught up with people are unpacking this, especially younger people are like, no, I want to like identify with my full, with my cultures. And, totally. And things like that. Non Hispanic, non, non Hispanic whites. I don't know how to say non Latinx whites. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that just Latinx folks? <laughs> um, uh, oh, oh non Hispanic whites. Yeah. See, that's what they'd be putting up in that thing. Non Hispanic whites. So white people. Yeah. What? See, that's mm. why they're trying to trip us up. <laughs> See, they're trying to identify. Oh, uh, they try to slip in the right. Hey, yeah. And well, technically, <laughs> they can claim minority status in uh, California, New Mexico, Hawaii, Maryland, Nevada and Texas. They now are, are a minority. But I wanted like the, I was reading this and it was saying that like so when they're putting out the census data, they're very hesitant to put out that like white people are the minority. They're going to get away from using terms like that because you know how they get when they think that something's being taken away from them. Exactly. And they'll start storming capitals exactly. and doing all this sort of stuff. So they're looking into like recoining and doing new terms because we know the hysteria that that can, you know, create wisteria, white stereo. <laughs> I love that. Today. Uh, it can create a lot of white stereo. Um, and there are 17 states where black folks are not the first, second, or third largest race or ethnic groups. So that's there's a lot of states. There's 17 of them. Alaska, California, Hawaii, Vermont, Idaho, blah, blah, blah. Where do black folks? Mm -mm. Uh, Literally. Where are they? Um, and so some takeaways. 
the census wasn't as terrible as we were clutching our pearls thinking because the last administration did all kinds of shenanigans and rigmarole. Um, but we're very sure that there are undercounts, like especially because given the circumstances, like that's how well it did. And think about how much better it could have been if yeah. it was like under better circumstances. And racism always plays in for sure. Um, you know, certain communities don't feel like they're partic- going to participate in it. They're like, okay, what's that government ever done for me? Right. Like, well, right. Why are you done counting me? Yeah. Or I don't what have you done for me lately? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Or they're like, oh, I don't want to do jury duty. And it's like, that's not how that works. Right, like, right. That's, and you should be doing jury duty. Because, right. Because, like, you know who likes to do jury duty? Old white men. Literally. And they will, no, the system is too fucked up. We need non those people right. doing it. Um, and we're not going to actually get a shirt. So it's going to take, uh, you know, we, we still don't know the full extent of the data. They're still coming through. More of that's going to come out later this year and next year. We do know that like this is going to start leading to some of our redistricting, and that's why it's so key and so important. Y'all know how they like to draw some funny-ass shapes, but what's really nice is that the suburbs are swinging blue, because we were talking about folks are fleeing from the cities, you know, they're it's too expensive, or they're just, you know, we want to have a family in a yard, so you have people who are moving to places like Texas or Phoenix, so that is really great. Go off, my yeah. little progressive bluebirds. Yes. Go off. Go turn those Go things flip it. blue. Go yes. flip it, totally. So that is really great, and there also will be present to help influence some of the redistricting process. So really, Republicans Republicans have like put themselves in a, in a corner instead of like actually trying to like make laws that would benefit the will of the people. They kept trying to play this game. And now that game is it's catching up with them. Totally. They can't keep, you know, doing it. So, you know, and someone was saying, you know, they're trying to create a minority government where minority interests can still set the political agenda and not like the cool kind of minority like you and I, uh-huh. um, you know, like the white minority. Yeah. That, you know, that's yeah. not going to go good for anybody. But yeah, like if you don't they don't have the majority of, of the power. I do want to highlight, though, like there is also a difference of like. So, yes, they maybe are not the majority, but it's just like in South Africa, white people were not the majority. But they had something called white supremacy, and that is a very powerful tool. Right, right. So what do yeah, we? Yeah, I don't think okay. white people need to worry any t- anytime soon about losing power or yeah. like you know being oppressed or being anything. Like no. they're gonna be just fine. <laughs> don't worry, y'all still control Hollywood. Yes, and your messages are still getting out there. You're good. Yeah. Uh, you're good. And again, equity doesn't mean less for y'all. It just means everybody gets, there's a lot of pie. Correct. A whole piece of the pie that you're not even looking at. Correct. And they're like, well, no, but I need this. Right. I haven't even <laughs> looked at that, Uncle Charles. <laughs> so what do we need? We need Congress to pass the For the People Act. Uh, there are very big protections, clear criteria, um, that ba- um, and a ban on partisan gerrymandering, which is very needed. Like, I don't think no sides need jerry or his mandarin Mm -mm. (laughs) we don't need it i have a face jerry (laughs) mandarin um that's a good drag name oh jerry mandarin jerry mandarin yeah (laughs) um always up to shenanigans right what else can you do call your senator and congressperson and tell them to help out and like tell them like you know get involved also tell them to call while you're at it like Tell them to help out with Afghanistan because that's a mess. We want to open that well, up. Well, and like, you know, no shade to anyone who's posting on socials, like post, 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 whatever you want to post. But 
your tweet out into the void is not going to be as effective as a call. Like, it's, pick up the phone. <laughs> it's getting drawn out and people trying to prove that it is uh, Daredevil's wrist in the Spider-Man trailer. Literally. So it's just, you know. And then underneath that, it's someone's aunt talking about vaccines cause third eyes. Yeah. I saw this girl that I know, uh, you know, posted today on Facebook being like, I just, it's enough. People need to be vaccinated. And I was like. I don't disagree with you, but like, what is, what is this doing? Like, did you post that? And then did she close her laptop in her apartment and be like, I did, I it did, I did it. I did the damn thing. <laughs> I killed I it. I said what needed to be said today. Exactly. I it's will like, not hold back. Yeah. And I mean, obviously like over the last, you know, year and a half with the, co- you know, everyone's got their opinion and everybody's got to tell everyone their opinion. Everyone's got to release an official statement about their opinion. I'm like, that's all fine. But like, there are so many more effective ways. So if you're going to do that, just like, you know, walk, walk, walk yes. your talk do and both. do if both. I, that is so true. If you are going to like put out a statement, then your next move needs to be, I need to email or call my Senator mm-hmm. or Congressperson. do both or donate to something. Cause mm-hmm. otherwise like you're just adding noise into the, uh, I don't know, noise sphere. Sure. Last thing I just want to mention, but there'll be another thing too, is that also too, like what's kind of mixing up the data is that there could be still some white folks who are also checking the Native American box, mm. which I would say, get a test. I, I What would Mari do? Mari Provid? Uh-huh. He would say, get a DNA yes. test. Yes. And I think you should, because I think sometimes in some people's histories, Take my lovely Elizabeth Warren. She was told for so much of her life that she was part Cherokee. Right. She took that she was not. And that's what happens. Sometimes these like white myths that come up in people's families. Yes. And they think one thing. Go take a test. Find out who the daddy was. And um yeah, go go take care of that. So yes. Oh, here's the thing I was saying. Oh, a little history about I put this at the end about the uh um, Hispanic origin and, and racial identities. Until the 1960s, every person's racial identity for the U.S. Census was determined by a government worker. So that's very interesting. Interesting. They would come to your house. Oh my god! Look you up and down and check your box for you. Oh, I'm so curious. And then in the 1970s, the bureau asked a sample of households about Mexican, Puerto Rican, Cuban, Central or South American, and other Spanish. So they were getting like really, you know, yeah. Big. But I think part of that was then it was kind of uh, making those groups so small as well. Um, And then by the 80s, they just lumped them into Hispanic. Right. They overcorrected. And now they're just like, (laughs) I bet whatever Hispanic is, there was no I bet that was that 1980s. I bet that was a room full of white people. And they're like, we'll we'll just call them Hispanic. Uh That was, you know, that. Well, that's exactly it. When you said we need to revamp, it's like it can't just be a bunch of white people in the room revamping it. 100%. It like has to be like different different types of people and different types of people of color being a part of that conversation. Yeah, and so I don't know what the committees are. I feel like let's get these conversations going now. I I don't know who's going to be in charge 10 years from now, but if we can get to work on what those forms will look like, uh, you know, we need to we need to get that going. So that's your census update. More data to come. I, uh, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see how this shakes up. But don't worry, white people, you still have white supremacy. <laughs> you're not. You're doing fine. Yes, you're it's doing, not going away anytime soon. You're good. And that's your census update. Ooh, census. We all know the story of Boy Meets Girl, but what about 
girl meets girl, or maybe boy meets girl, and they meet another girl. Well, with Dipsy, the stories continue beyond the initial meetup. Come hear what happens behind closed doors. So, so Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designated to turn you on. Each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people in immersive scenarios, so you feel like you're right there. And if you need to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. This is much better than you listening to murder podcasts. This is a much better way to go. Get into the mood with some Dipsy stories. So for listeners of the show, that's you. Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystores.com slash minority. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P. S-E-A stories.com slash minority. Dipsystories.com slash minority. Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about this, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Okay, switching gears. Hold on, let me get my face on. Boop, 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 boop. But it's not about me being a queen. It's about folk queens. That's kind of a song. Are they not called folk queens anymore? So, <laughs> that's a great launch into this. Listen, I'm old. I come from an older generation. They used to that make me great launch. They used to make me choreograph in a show called Tranny Shack. Uh, girl, I know. I'm going to talk about Tranny Shack too during this. Um, Tell me this. So, my topic that I wanted to bring, uh, my corner, is that what Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to call it? My sorry, my corner. No, we don't do topics here. We do corners. So, my corner is the corner of the cis female drag queen. Mm. So, this is, you know, I've been doing drag for about four years. So, it's always kind of been a topic that's gone on. And certain times there's been like a viral tweet or someone's posted something that's made it a big topic again and people talk about it. It's a big deal right now because um, Victoria Scone is a drag queen in the UK. Yeah. And she is going to be on the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Super exciting because they're, it's the first um, cis female that presents female on Drag Race that's going on. And I make that distinction because a lot of people online have been saying she's the first AFAB drag queen. And that's not true because Gottmik is assigned female at birth, oh. but is a trans person. Right. Yeah. And so... It's an important distinction to me made because language matters. It does. Some people really care about language and care about these titles. Some people don't. You know, it's the same with like some people really want to identify as um, bisexual or pansexual or queer or whatever. And some people don't care about what those words mean. They're like, I'm whatever, yeah. you know, and the same with 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 um, with gender. Some people are like, 
I am not um, non-binary. I only use he, him pronouns or she, her pronouns in drag. Or someone is like, I am non-binary and I don't use she, her pronouns or whatever. Um, You know, being assigned female at birth means something different than being cis female or trans. And it can be super confusing. Um, And, you know, I always want to make as much effort as I can, depending on the person of how much they care about that language. I am someone who's like, I don't care what genders, what, what, what. Um, pronouns you want to use for me Mm -hmm. I mean I'm obviously usually presenting female and usually in female drag so she her makes sense but Mm -hmm. like if I was presenting male or if someone wanted to use they them pronouns I don't I welcome all of it Mm -hmm. I don't have a preference so it's like always I mean I feel like it's always checking in with that person and for everybody to do it which is something like I am getting everybody get my company to do is like we all need to check in with like, oh, what are your pronouns? And also stating what your pronouns are because we just do it for everybody. So I, I don't even want to say like, oh, so that person sticks out. No, no, no. We just make this as part oh, of Oh, completely. Because that's the worst thing you can do is ask only the one mm-hmm. person who's presenting non-binary right. or maybe trans what their pronouns are yeah. and that being the priority. So you want everyone to do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and also, like, like I said, yes, it matters a lot to some people and it doesn't matter to others. And it's just about kind of negotiating that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so, so this person, Victoria Scone, is on the show. And of course ton of backlash on Twitter of people being like, I just don't get it. Women can't do drag. It doesn't make any sense. Like it's boring or it's not, it's cheating, you know, whatever. (laughs) And it's just, it's just so exhausting to me because I remember when I started drag and I used to get those questions way more than I do now. Mm. When I first started drag, every show I would do, people would come up to me and be like, are you a real girl? Like, are you a real woman? Like, are your tits real? There's very personal stuff. And it's the same. I mean, not at all trying to compare my experience to a trans person's experience, but it is the same kind of invasive questions about your body that like, what fucking difference does it make? Did you like my show or not? Did you like my number? Do you like my costume and my hair? That's what we can talk about. There's no reason for you to ask me all the other questions. You know, I, there, there is, uh, I, I haven't fully for, I've been teetering around with this thought as someone who used to, you know, do drag and I've choreographed, you know, you know me, I've been in the community mm-hmm. of choreographed for the Queens and I do stuff, but there is like just historically, I think too, like again, like, you know, queer people, we have been through it. Oh yes. Just like, you know, queer men. Yes. But there is still like this sort of like, there is still like male privilege that is also still sort of involved. You yes. Know? And I think that how, maybe cisgender women get sort of cut out of the experience of just like, I don't know. Sometimes I just think like, even like sometimes like with, with, with cisgender men doing male drag, uh, um, uh, the sexism of sexism of things, sexism of things can still be there. Completely. Their male privilege is actually still in the room. I saw someone on Twitter say, and again, it's like, you know, I don't know who these people are. It's hard. It it makes it, it seems almost like a waste of my, my life to give any time to these people that say crazy things on Twitter. Mm -hmm. However, someone on Twitter was saying that Victoria Scone was culturally appropriating drag. And I thought it was the funniest thing I had ever heard because I was like, so you're telling me that men dressing as women (laughs) is not appropriating, but a woman dressing as a drag queen is appropriation. Mm -hmm. Like, you got your wires crossed. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I feel like, I mean, isn't it more so like, I don't know, the deconstruction of gender. I think let's all get in this space and yeah. just fuck it up. Totally. Let's all f- 
fuck it up. Well, and for me, for me, I've always been of the belief that like drag is about a transformation, mm. but the transformation is not always gender. Mm-hmm. It's not always, and it's not always as binary as from one gender to another. And I think I'm really lucky to have been in the drag scene in the Bay Area because there is such a blurred line. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, cisgendered men that do female presenting drag, but there's also non-binary people that do that do drag and trans women that do female drag and, you know, people that are not even their drag persona is genderless. Yeah. They're not even necessarily presenting as another gender. And San Francisco is where I want to say the glitter beard came from yeah because uh back when beards were making a comeback i will never forget it was 2011 because i used to like i think in 2011 i started growing out a beard before i think i was doing like a soul patch still from college uh-huh. days uh but it was so nice it was like oh we're all doing beards and none of the gay men wanted to shave off their beards and they wanted to do drag and right. so they just made it a glitter beard and totally became, you know totally a thing and it's kind of like there's two sides to that right like part of it is like okay so you didn't want to shave because you're still trying to get trade but you want to do drag (laughs) however you're also using it as a political statement fine because sometimes i'm like i don't feel like cinching and you know what i'm just that's i'm making a political statement about my fat body and like really i'm just being lazy but you know it doesn't matter (laughs) it could be both things cinching what is is that like cinching your waist yeah so like it's when you have a certain shape you know um i am a big girl and i definitely don't need to pad that i would look insane um but i have been self-conscious in the past about like you know, again, it's like, mm. um, as a, as a cis woman doing drag, am I doing it enough? And mm-hmm. am I doing it? Like, am I doing all of the, the things that are, make my drag valid, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like cinching is a big one and wearing tights. And then I looked around and there are plenty of drag performers in the city that don't wear tights that, you know, don't cinch that, you know, don't, um, yeah, don't shave their beard. Like I did none of it. I would shave my beard. <laughs> I wouldn't wear pads. I wouldn't wear, I used to always wear like short, short I wouldn't talk. I would wear like an outfit that cause I, I needed to dance. Exactly. Um, I wasn't doing any of that. It yeah. Too much work. And, and, and you know what? How many people questioned it? Because you were good. I bet they didn't look at it. And that's the thing I always if say. They were looking I'm like, at my crotch. I wasn't doing exactly. My job. If I'm, if I don't wear nails <laughs> and I hate wearing nails, um, but if I'm not wearing nails, if they're noticing that, then I have bigger problems. hundred percent. And that has nothing yeah. to do with that. Well, and I think it let people do their artistic expression. I think like, and I think like the, the drag is, we need to like, it's, it's always ever evolving and always has been all kinds of different things. Also, you look at some of these documentaries, some of these Queens back in the day and it was like, okay, she was, you know, doing her best. Because yes. Also, <laughs> it's also an expensive practice as well. Yes, right? absolutely. So sometimes maybe their makeup wasn't always all that great or whatnot but it was about them just doing their artistic expression whatever meant for the for them and i think just allowing people to like breathe in the space of like drag it's it's camp it's and it's whatever that means for completely you and your expression and it's entertainment and i think mm. like there's this you know uh female illusion drag which is this idea of men dressing up like women is one type of drag it's one section of drag Mm. and people that want to extrapolate that as like that's all drag is and that's so not the case you know and even you know people even say oh well rupaul just drag race fuck that up and partially true but it's also literally about to say that yes steer me it did partially no it is partially (laughs) true but also how often are you watching drag race and going oh this person is my favorite because they look the most like a woman this person is my least favorite because they don't look like a woman Mm -hmm. very rarely are you even thinking that way you're looking at who 
is the most entertaining yeah who is um you know got the most interesting costumes that has nothing to do with gender mm. and so i think people need to realize that even these references they're trying to use as justification of like well it doesn't make sense because these are all men it's like no they're especially now because of all of the women that have come out as trans on drag race that have come back for all stars mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. those people are presenting as women in their day-to-day -day life and yeah. i think it's really dangerous to make a distinction that it's okay for trans women to do drag and not cis women because what are you saying about trans women mm -hmm. are you saying mm -hmm. that they're not one of the girls that mm -hmm. they're something else that is okay mm -hmm. that still falls under the category where you're putting men mm -hmm. like that's problematic too yeah i think it just goes back to like fuck it up and like i mean go just watch the damn show and like i don't know just like don't these people have something better to do with their lives and i just feel like sometimes the people who have the biggest critiques are just i don't know sitting people at, that do not do drag that's kind people of that what do i not they're know sitting at, at all home <laughs> eating bonbons completely and just which is fine it's like people like, watching the olympics yeah and being like, like oh look at her step out and she uh, fell and terrible. while i'm sitting on the couch shoving terrible. doritos in my mouth yeah, it's like, you don't know it's anything like, no just appreciate what people are doing out there and you don't have to comment on everything i think yeah. people like in some way social media everyone has these opinions and they all must be heard at all times yeah sometimes i have sixty thousand thoughts in a single day on average y'all don't need to hear all that right you do not need <laughs> well to there's hear. a different step right that's what i think about sometimes when people tweet stuff or post stuff i'm like not only did you think it but then you thought i need to share this publicly <laughs> this has got to be told like but um so i was gonna say one other thing about her so the other thing is that especially cis gay men are very gatekeepy mm. and i saw a lot of besides just her doing drag it was a lot of like well i don't understand like this space is for queer people and it's like she's a lesbian she's in a relationship with a woman and that was not even like people did just assumed yeah and they do this shit at the bars yeah they assume every woman in there is some straight white woman that's celebrating a bachelorette party and like put, there's plenty of those, there are those there too. <laughs> but you know what happens but, when you assume makes an ass out of you and me okay question about the gatekeepers do you find you i literally don't leave my house anymore um <laughs> and so i don't know what the outside world is really yeah like. um so tell me what's going on out there um because I, I i'll leave to go to this movie screening but just because it's three blocks from my house yes um if i didn't live near the castle theater oh i don't need y'all knowing where i live <laughs> Maybe, maybe. <laughs> no picture. Near please. is relative. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so, but do you find that the gatekeepers, and I, this goes back to my other question, because I think, you know, everyone wants to try to play the oppression Olympics, which like no one ever wins. Um, white people love to like try to compete. Mm -hmm. um, I'm oppressed. Do you find that some of the gatekeepers, do you find, do they tend to skew more like white gay male? Absolutely. I, I just, I Girl, absolutely they I, do. Did, I want everyone to take note of what I did. I didn't assume. I asked questions. That's true. <laughs> and that is correct. And I mean, again, it's, it's hard. It, I've been doing drag long enough now that I've seen things change and I've seen things progress. And part of it also is like... I'm probably being recognized more even when I'm out of I drag. Mean, they, yeah, they see you. So people put some respect on my name. However, mm -hmm. um, you know, especially when I started, I remember like going to the same bar that I would perform the night before and people be throwing money at me and loving it. I'd go into that same bar out of drag the next day and it'd be like, I do not belong there. Like people mm. wanted to make it clear that I do not belong there. And 
that was really hard, you yeah. know, and I have seen it change. And especially in in San Francisco, I've seen it evolve. And it's by no means do I mean to say that it's all fixed and it's better or it's it's yeah, it's not fixed. But um, there tends to be a little bit more inclusivity and awareness of that in San Francisco. But I see it still happen everywhere. Yeah. And um, yeah, the reality is like. Yeah, cis men need to stop gatekeeping these spaces. Mm-hmm. You know, women are not trying to take your spaces away. We are also queer and we are also mm-hmm. deserving to be here, you know? Yeah. Well, it goes that same thing. Uh, white supremacy is a dangerous drug and so is misogyny. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, just because you are a certain protected class of people doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you can just go doing all these other, the things that people have done to you towards other people. And I think, again, just sort of breaking down some of those, those boundaries or those barriers, I think it needs to happen. Again, I've seen, I have seen it here in San Francisco, just some of these, you know, these gay spaces that can be predominantly white cisgender gay men can be some of like the most, like racist and misogynistic Completely. and uh like that's not what we're about i think we need to go back to like the roots of who we were where it was this like multicultural gender just fuck it up queer let's you know uh uh take it down totally space well i think something else that's really important when you talk about you know race versus sexuality or gender is that everyone has different levels of um of privilege right mm-hmm. you may be um you may be white, but you're queer. So that's a different level of privilege, right? Or you may be um, a person of color and you're straight. So that's a different level of privilege. You know, you may be a queer person of color, but you um, are not disabled. And so there's, there's, everyone has a different level. And I feel like sometimes it's kind of like, you get like either or about things. And Mm. I think a lot of, again, like you said, cis white gay men, um, are like I'm oppressed because I'm gay and it's like well but you still have to acknowledge mm-hmm. the fact that you're white you yeah. still have to acknowledge the fact that you're a man yeah you still have to acknowledge the fact that you like you know are cis or have money or whatever is going on yeah. you know like those are all still really real like check your privilege at completely, the door okay completely. in the coach and check. all of us and all the, of us everybody do. yeah it's I important for all of us to be aware of you know there was someone who said it I won't say their name but i take a look at the mirror and make that change okay <laughs> we just can't it's you know, true so it's, it's a weird space to live in anyways oh man i was gonna talk about the r kelly trial oh we're out of time oh, oh no man. <laughs> what a weird note to oh end no on. what a weird oh note to end god on. but look it just goes back to show evolving with the times and sometimes like there's something that's in our face it's like, that seems weird, but we don't have the words or language to s- call it out. Completely. But, uh, well, we and actually really quick, one more thing about that, about language is, um, you know, uh, women doing drag is not a new concept. Um, when, when we started and you mentioned tranny shack, what I was going to say is that like, you know, that is one thing that I know about that time is that people like Phonique, people like Trixie Carr, these are women that have been in the drag scene for, mm-hmm. for years, not to date them. <laughs> Not that they're old, but they're um, distinguished. Yeah. <laughs> They've been around. Um, and so there's a long legacy of that. There's a long legacy of, of of women alongside, you know, drag performers or, you know, especially when you talk not again, not just about RuPaul's drag race and like that very specific type of drag or female illusion drag. Um, but the ball scene and just oh, there's so yeah. much mm-hmm. representation. And when and yeah, language is not always clear. We don't know 
how every person identified in the 60s and 70s mm, and 80s the language wasn't there they didn't have the language for it you know it goes back to polly murray you know mm-hmm. there wasn't a word there wasn't the, the the terms that we have now for them to be able to classify themselves and i think it just goes back to like yeah this is it's fun and let people perform and participate and i think it's different like you know, you're not out here, Rachel Dolezal, Allen being right. like, this is my space. This is about me. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Well, you're, sometimes I am. <laughs> you also give space and you work behind oh, the yeah, scenes. Oh, yeah, of course. To, like, of course. Lift other people. Yes. And too, if like. That's why I want it, my platform. I it, want a platform yes. to have the ability to uplift. And if people. shit goes down, I know you're going to be marching the streets right next right. with us. Like, right. you're not just like, who? I'm sorry. I'm over here collecting <laughs> Grammys, like Justin right. Timberlake or something. Like, yeah. You're not, you're not that. So no. I think it's like, again, you know, I think that thing we said, like checking in with everybody case by case, we just need to use our brains and, and don't go the lazy way. Be active and open minded. And uh, well, so let me say one more thing, because oh, you yeah. started with faux queen. So here. So I am someone, again, who I don't really have a preference about language. Mm. I don't really care if someone calls me a faux queen or a bio queen or a whatever, whatever. Um, I prefer drag queen just because okay. that's what I do yeah. is drag. And I'm usually a queen. If I'm a king, you can call me a drag king. Um, if I'm a drag hot mess, you can also call me that, <laughs> which I can be plenty of times. Um, and so, yeah, I like the term drag queen. I know a lot of other, you know, um, female or female presenting um, drag performers don't like faux queen because it implies that like what we're doing is fake compared to what other people are doing. <laughs> um, and also then the same thing with bio queen. It's like, it implies that like, Oh, she's biologically female. Like, mm. and that again, doesn't matter, you know? So that's why I like drag queen just cause it's very general, but I'm not someone who cares a ton about it, but some people do. What so about I say that. just queen? Also just queen is great. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Right. Well, that is the episode, but we've got a tweet of the week. I had to read this one. It made me feel so good. This is from at at I N one draw. They wrote, hey, if you aren't listening to Minority Corner, then you should change that. Every week I get context on the news and I learn something fascinating I never would have learned in school. It's funny and entertaining. Check that shit out. Oh my gosh. That's just, can I get that on a t-shirt? That's the only review I ever want to hear or read unless y'all got one as well. Feel free to tweet at us at Minority Corner spelled with the K. We're also on Instagram too where you can find some behind the scene clips and little things that our production coordinator Lori is whipping up some really great stuff there. And we're also on YouTube for our faces if you want to see those. Although for this episode, there will be no no video because I couldn't, couldn't figure it out with this in-studio situation. But uh, we'll get there. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. Ooh, and it's a really quick last-minute fact check. Literally, after we finished recording this episode, there was an update in regards to OnlyFans. This is a total U-turn on OnlyFans' canceling of the upcoming ban on the sexually explicit content that, you know, built that subscription platform. Like, why else are folks going there? Like, I guess I'll watch, like, Nicki Minaj tell jokes or something, but, you know, I'm there for the sexy things. Anyways, so the company tweeted out, 
on August 25th that they secured assurances necessary to support our diverse creator community and has suspended the planned October 1st policy change. So that is fabulous. And the assurances that they're referring to are about, like, um, as Carissa was uh, mentioning, about banks and the payment processors, which the platform uh, was saying before were driving the move to ban the sexually explicit content and blah, 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 blah. Um, really, it seems like CEO Tim Stokely didn't realize that people were going to, like, make this much noise about it. So, like, go off, everybody. And he said in an interview that he had no choice given the bank's stance. OnlyFans did not elaborate on what changed, only thanking users for making their voices heard, and that OnlyFans stands for inclusion and will continue to provide a home for all creators. So, love that. Like, I just feel like this is accountability culture at work. Don't let them try to twist it and talk about cancel culture, blah, 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 blah. All we're doing is calling people in. And I guess we're also calling them out, but we're calling them, we're calling them out to call them in to like do the right thing uh, and, and bring attention to it. So making your voice heard, uh, keep doing the work, keep doing the work, keep making the noise, y'all. Like that is a huge, huge win. And that came from folks vocalizing. So I guess sometimes putting out some tweets, writing some articles, it does help, but it can't be the only thing. So, so curious y'all tweet at us. Do you think that it was Netflix's daredevil, Charlie Cox's, uh, do you think it was his arms? Do you think it was his hands in, in the in the Spider-Man trailer? How excited are you? Tweet at us. We would love to hear from you. And that's going to do it for us on this episode of Minority Corner. I hope you had a great time. It was so great to have someone here in the studio. Uh, more of that every so often will be happening. So thank you to Sarah Brown, our wonderful, fabulous editor and producer and to Lori Fowler, our production coordinator and to all of our wonderful listeners here. We can't do the show without you. Otherwise it's just me talking and then Sarah edits and Lori does an Instagram post and it's just, what is that for? Who is that for? It's all for you. It's all for you folks. All right. That's going to do it for us. And thank you all so much for listening to minority corner because together we're the majority. Take care. Be well. See you next week. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported